Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller Tongue. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, we're back in the home man cave after spending the week in Arizona, and we retreated to an interesting night, that's for sure. It's a Monday, best and worst of the weekend. Your phone calls always welcome. Coming up, we'll talk to our good buddy Ross Tucker. Troy Aikman will stop by a little bit later on as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you, our streaming partner. You can watch the program, just download the app. You can watch for free in our radio affiliates around the country, including iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and the other affiliates, great affiliates around the country. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And speaking of which, the third highest scoring Super Bowl in history. The Eagles have been involved in two of the three highest scoring Super Bowls, 74 combined points in Super Bowl 53. A 52, 73 combined points in Super Bowl 57. A lot to dissect, discuss, and some anger, I'm sure, from a variety of people, a variety of fan bases there. Not just the Eagles, because I think we all felt a little cheated towards the end of the game. It was a great game. No matter who you're rooting for, you want to see the game played out. You don't want to have a ticky-tack call. You don't want it to end on... You know, take a couple of knees and then kick a field goal. It's like ending the game on a technicality there because there was a lot of back and forth. Evan flow there. Uh, Jalen Hurts certainly distinguished himself. Probably had a better overall game than Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes had a great second half. Where was the Eagles defense in the second half? They were confused in the second half. Eagles looked like they were dominating. The Hurts fumble may have changed everything. And it felt like... When the Eagles went into halftime, up 10, and I, I was going to say only up 10, and that's the way I felt. It was like you're only leading by 10, and you should be up 27-7. to 7. And that's a big difference going against Kansas City, making them one-dimensional, and all of a sudden they're only down 10, and then you have Patrick Mahomes. And then Mahomes led them back. They got, you know, this is one of those where I thought the Eagles were the better all-around team, everything included. And it turned out Kansas City got contributions from everybody. 
you know, whether it's a punt return from Tony, whether it's a field goal kicking, whether it's their defense, the secondary, Isaiah Pacheco, who's a seventh-round pick out of Rutgers, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, you had Kelsey. So you throw it all together, some really innovative play calling, whether it came from Eric Bieniemy or uh, Andy Reid. Also, go back to when they lost the Super Bowl to Tampa. It was because they had an inferior offensive line. If we were going to be talking about an offensive line, we thought it was going to be the Eagles. Turns out it was the Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles didn't have a sack. So there's a lot there. We'll come up with a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Your phone calls are welcome. Uh, Seton, what are we going to go with today, at least in the first hour? Why don't we go with this, Dan? Uh, I will remember Super Bowl 57 most for Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, the officiating, or the halftime show? I'm going to remember because the officiating. There were a couple of things that stood out. Uh, There was a helmet-to-helmet early in the game uh, against Devontae Smith that wasn't reviewed, wasn't even mentioned, uh, even by Greg Olson, uh, who was doing, you know, the uh, analyst on the game. There was the Devontae Smith catch that, okay, I had to have indisputable evidence to overturn it. And it was a catch on the field. And I thought that that was the wrong call. Mike Pereira came on and said, look, I don't see anything there to overturn that. But they did. Then you had the hold on uh, Bradbury. By the way, here's Bradbury, James Bradbury, after the game talking about the hold. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. It was the timing of the call because I'm watching and I'm going, "You just ruined our night." Like, don't don't call that. I, you know, they always say you can call holding on every play. Well, then why do we even just let everybody hold? If they hold on every play, offense or defense, then who's you know kidding who here? Yeah, Seaton. And part of my problem with that call is where it happened on the field. I mean, they were either at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage, a spot on the field where they're allowed to have contact. They're allowed to get into each other's faces. They're allowed to all that. And then to, for that little tug... Yeah. I, it just seemed so ridiculous. Well, plus the back judge was really far back calling that play. And I know you're supposed to call that in the first quarter, you know, if you call it in the fourth quarter and vice versa. I understand that. It was just, I felt a little cheated towards the end. If if Kansas City won, great. I just didn't, I didn't want them to win on something like that. Because it was... It, it was a great game. It was fun. It'd be like a, a heavyweight fight, and then it's a, a low blow in the uh, you know fourteenth round, and then they're going to call it. Like you just you didn't want to see something called on a technicality there. Yes, yeah, Paul. Yeah, that that's exactly way to put it. it. It felt like the night was ruined. But you know what else? When Greg Olson was reviewing and saying, "Oh, that wasn't really a hold with his left hand," there they were showing the replay multiple times from the wrong side. So that really exacerbates the narrative that it was a bad call because if you saw it from the other side. Bradbury pulls his jersey pretty hard earlier in the play, yeah. just a beat earlier, and that's where the ref is on the other side completely exposed and can see it really well. By the way, the field, you might want to put that down there too, Seton. We might remember. And, and this is a field that they had a problem with earlier in the season, and they spent like close to a million dollars to replace it, <laughs> and they said it was like a water park. You know, the guys had to change their cleat. I mean, this is the Super Bowl. It was embarrassing. 
But that, that was also something that was on display. This program brought to you by Mercedes, the Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. We'll get to phone calls uh, coming up. Any other poll questions that we're considering today, Seton O'Connor? Yeah, we got a few other ones, but we're going to save them for later. Oh, okay. Yes, Todd? Is it such a no-brainer for Jerick McKinnon on that with a minute and a half left to fall down? I know it looks great at the end, but to not go in and take that seven-point lead and go down at the one-yard line, hoping that you're going to get that field goal with just a No, I thought left. it was smart because you could tell that the Eagles were trying to let him score. They knew what was at stake. Run the clock. Don't give them, you know, Hertz just went down for 75-yard drive. I, I don't want him to get the ball back. He's had an unbelievable game. I don't want to take a chance. And, I, you know, the Chiefs' defense was bending. You just didn't want it to break in a situation like that. But I, I, I understood it. I understand the clock management there. Yes, he I understand the clock management of it, too. But that was way too good of a game for it to end on a penalty, a garbage penalty call, <laughs> kneeling on the ball three times and kicking a chip shot field goal. I, I get know, it's situational football. That's what's great about the game. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, is that stupid? It felt like if you went to a concert and the artist or the band didn't play their biggest song yes. in the encore, you're like, okay, here it comes. Born to Run. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Springsteen didn't play Born to Run. You gotta play where the streets have no name. What the heck is? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. By the way, try being at home with your wife who's casual about football, and when Jared McKinnon of the Chiefs is running for the game-winning touchdown, he stops and slides at the one-yard line. My wife goes, what is he doing? What is he doing? You know, I'm like, well, here's the thing. You want to you wanna run the clock, and it's clock management, and there's an analyst up there who tells Andy Reid, and she's like, she didn't understand the moment. I'm like, this is the right play, I think, analytically. Yes, Todd. And there's been a lot of missed extra points. He doinked one earlier in the game. The field is messed up. There's no like, guarantee he's making that field goal. I know it's not a 50-yarder, but I, I was kind of surprised you, you don't take the seven-point lead and hope the defense for 90 seconds can uh, I just didn't want to give them the ball back with any amount of time there. You got two really good wide receivers. Uh, Hurts, dangerous, whether he's throwing or running. But I, I, I didn't want to take the chance. I, I understood it. I, I did. I understood it in the moment. And uh, I didn't say, oh, no, you got to score the touchdown. I was like, no, run it out, kick the field goal, go home. Yeah, Seaton. Like the rules of the game discourage you from scoring. That's in that moment, yes. That's crazy. In that moment, that's yes. crazy. No, no, no. Don't score too many points. We want a few points. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, Paul. Well, you have to back it all up a little bit, like you did when you talked about the Hurts fumble earlier. Nick Sirianni, a couple of drives earlier, didn't call timeout on a third down. He took the delay a game. And then a little later in the drive, he did call a timeout to not get a, a five yard penalty. They could have used that one at the end. And it's funny that he, he went in counter to his own uh, judgment in one drive. Here's Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, on the holding call on James Bradbury. I'm not, I'm not, it's not my job to, you know, I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second, um, you know, scenarios. And so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes the, it's not, it's not what it is, right? It, it's not what it is. There's, there's, there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game. And, and, and today they were better than we were. That's a very classy answer from Nick Sirianni. It is. But I still go back to, you can call holding on every play. Well, then how do you decide what is holding and what's not, or what sort of is, or what sort, sort of isn't? That's what I don't understand sometimes. 
And for the commissioner earlier in the week to say, hey, I thought the officiating was great. No, it's, it, it's not, commissioner. It's not. Not that he's going to come out and say, you know, our uh, officiating is kind of suspect. I get he wants to say, you know, he wants to be behind the officials. But, you know, there were a couple of moments. You know, the hit to Devontae Smith early was helmet to helmet. Like plain and simple when he knocked him out of bounds. Plain and simple. There was no discussion about it. And then the catch by Devontae Smith. And then you got to have that evidence to overturn it. There was no evidence to overturn. You know, Mike Prayer said when you're taking that amount of time, that means you're 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 you're. It's not clear. You're not finding that evidence. And they kept waiting and waiting, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the Chiefs' defense is walking back, and then they're like <laughs> the Eagles' offense is going forward, and then all of a sudden they go back, and then you realize that you know they've they've reversed the call. Yes, yeah, Eden. Yeah, the, the, the play that cost them the game is absolutely Jalen Hurts' fumble. I mean, that's, that's the one that, that's the biggest swing right there in the game. Even the, the, just the momentum killer that that was, or the, the points that they were able to put up, yeah. that's the one that really got them. Yeah, it, but I don't know if you guys felt the same thing. It, it was 24-14, and I thought, that, the Chiefs get the ball back, start second half. That's nothing. And, and you had the longer halftime for Mahomes' ankle to get a little bit better or whatever they did treatment-wise, but he played big when he needed to. You know, Jalen Hurts, to me, had a better game, uh, but Mahomes had the better team last night, and he was great in the second half. He was great when you needed him to be great. Yeah, Paul. I had the first half stats. Eagles, 271 yards to 128. Passing yards, 184 to 89 for the Chiefs. 17 first downs for the Eagles, eight, a six for the uh for the Chiefs, and two for two fourth down plays for the Eagles in the first half. And they, they own it. Like you said, 10 points did not feel enough to match these numbers. And I thought that this was going to be similar to the New York Giants when they beat the Buffalo Bills. And this is where they just took the air out of Buffalo's offense. They didn't let them on the field. And I thought if Philadelphia was going to win this, they would control the clock. And every time Mahomes got on the field, there was added pressure to score. And that was the case in the first half. And then in the second half, they scored on all their drives there. And the Eagles' defense looked completely lost. Now, you could say that that has to do with Andy Reid or Eric Bieniemy or Mahomes, but they designed some plays, some looks that Philadelphia did not see before. And it cost them a couple of times. All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handles at dpshow. We got our poll question. Ross Tucker will join us. Troy Aikman in an hour from now. We're back after this. Dan Patrick Show. Full Sail University, we just came up on the five-year anniversary. Five years ago this month, we welcomed our first students. Now, we only had a couple of students. Now we have over 400. Proud to say that we have over 100 graduates employed in the industry all across the country in a variety of jobs on the air, behind the scenes, producing, directing. I'm going to be on campus February 19th to meet with these students, but also prospective students and their parents. They have what they call the behind-the-scenes tours every month, where you get to see what goes on at the school, what Full sales all about, and I'll be at this month's tour. So if you're thinking about signing up for the program, if your son or daughter is interested, your degree is in sportscasting. You learn everything about sportscasting. It's a great chance to learn more about the program, see the Full Sail campus in Orlando. So that's February 19th. If you're serious about getting into sportscasting, it's a great event to check out. 
To reserve your spot on the behind-the-scenes tour, go to FullSail.College slash DanPatrickBTS. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center. Center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, unlock your potential so you can do your own thing, be your own boss, live out your own dreams. Capable and versatile Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, help drive your ambitions as far as you want to take them. We'll get your phone calls coming up. I uh, got back on Saturday, late Saturday afternoon, wanted to go see my new granddaughter, got off the plane, went to see her. I was an emotional wreck, of course, as you come to expect on this program and uh, like four hours later, I think my, uh, my son and his wife were basically saying, could you leave now? And uh, so I finally did. I put the baby down. I was a baby hogger, by the way. There are other people like, uh, can we hold the baby? And I go, yeah, in a minute. Yeah, Paul. You're hoarding. I, yes, you, I was. You sent me this picture and you look like you're <laughs> on lockdown. It was great, though. I just whispering to her, just talking to her, just so she gets familiar with the voice because my voice does scare, you know, Children, little little uh, children. That's because you're saying, you stop crying, you baby. Hey, stop it. Why don't you stop crying, you big baby? Like when I yell at Fritzy, you know, that's the way I yell at kids sometimes. Hey, put that down. Yes, Tom. Or yes, Paul. Was she upset that her first Super Bowl was tainted by bad officiating at the uh, end? Did I she have, say anything? I have not talked to her because I didn't watch the game she with her. She said him. she was upset. She looked upset. I watched the game by myself. Oh, okay. It was great. Nobody. No. My wife did a drive-by. And, and then she said, uh, you know, it was like two minutes to go in the first half. And I said, uh, oh, you're going to watch the game? She goes, 
uh, the halftime show. And I said, oh, okay. So we watched the halftime show. That was it. Then you don't have to answer too many questions. Like, I got a couple of them, but, you know, it was good because there was only one other person there. But I had a cigar, had a, a nice uh, Weller bourbon, and I was uh, good to go. Yes, Todd? When your granddaughter soiled her diaper, did you say, <laughs> Thank you, Todd. All right, that's good. All right. Let's bring in our good buddy, Ross Tucker, Westwood One, CBS Sports, and a former NFL lineman, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and Ross took a beating on Twitter for your pregame Super Bowl spread. Pickle pizza? What the hell was going on at the Ross Tucker compound? <laughs> you know what, Dan? Uh, I This was amazing, actually. I got a late text message like mid-morning on Sunday from a buddy that said he was having a low-key Super Bowl party, and the key is it started at 5.30. I made it very clear to him I would not be watching the game with other people. He was okay with that. So we took two separate cars. I was in one, my wife and daughters in the other. They had an unbelievable spread. They had mozzarella stick pizza, which I had one, which was actually, it was pepperoni and mozzarella sticks. But the, the, the specific pizza you're referring to is called Big Mac pizza. I guess his wife, Patty, likes Big Macs. That looked disgusting, and I did not partake at all. I actually, out of everything they had, I had like four pieces of tromboli. I feel like as a, <laughs> as a society, as a country, we don't talk enough. In a pre we talk about pizza all the time, pizza, pizza, pizza. I'm telling you right now, you put a pizza to the right, tromboli to the left, I am going Stromboli. Stromboli is amazing. Well, thanks for calling in. That's all I wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You will remember this Super Bowl for what in particular? Oh, great question. Um, I think it depends a little bit on what happens moving forward, but a couple of things that jump out to me for sure, you know, you know, I do the Eagles preseason games and I do their pregame show. I think Jalen Hurts coming of age. You know, I mean, if they're the one silver lining for very disappointed Eagles fans right now is that there was always kind of that question, Dan, like, can Hurts really do it? Like, can he really do it in a big playoff game against Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Mahomes? Dan, he did it and then some. I mean, that might have been the best game I've seen him play, which, by the way, also makes it worse if you're an Eagles fan that Hurts played the best game of his life and they still lost the game. But to throw for 300... Some of the throws he made to Goddard. I mean, the throw he made to Quez Watkins, who who didn't catch it when he was getting blasted on the blitz. Incredible, the rushing. So even though they lost, I think the Hurts performance will resonate in the sense that we will look at them moving forward as a contender every year because Hurts can play at that level. And then, unfortunately, Dan, I, I think I'll probably remember the anticlimactic ending. I mean, we were about to have maybe the best Super Bowl ever, maybe one of the best finishes, maybe overtime. And we like it was a game clinching ticky tack hold. It's just very, very, very disappointing. But I said that will we remember the officiating? Will we remember the foot, the field itself? Now, obviously, you can say, will we remember what Mahomes did in the second half or Jalen Hurts? I mean, there's a lot of things that you can throw into the blender here. But, you know, the officiating, you know, as much as the commissioner wants to say was great this year, 
it wasn't great this year. And in the biggest moment, in the biggest game, it came down to, you know, a questionable, like, do you call it then? Do you make that call? Well, first of all, no. The answer is no. And I want to be very clear about this. That didn't cost the Eagles the game. The Chiefs still would have kicked the field goal. They would have gone up by three with a minute and 40 left or whatever. What it did was it cost all of us the opportunity to see how the rest of the game would have unfolded. Do the Eagles go down, score a touchdown, and win? Do they go down and get a field goal? We go to overtime. Do they not? Are they, is Hurts not able to get it done? Or they get a field goal and then Mahomes has 28 seconds and he gets a field goal? It just didn't feel like, you know, especially because the Chiefs were smart enough to not score after that, it just was like a game-clinching hold. And here's the issue I have with it. And I know your basketball background, Dan, and honestly, you're the guy who probably listen to the most when it comes to the NBA stuff. Here's the issue, and you'll appreciate this. In the first half, there was a third down where Bradbury was covering Juju, the same two guys. And Bradbury gave him a pretty good tug, pulled it, and then let go. Yes. They didn't call it. Yeah. And, and even Greg Olson said, ooh, I don't know about that one. That should have been called. As a player, you talk about these things with the coaches on the sideline and at halftime, you play the rest of the game based on the way the officials are calling it. This would be like an NBA game where every time you go to the lane, you know, you get bodied and they don't call foul, don't call foul, don't call foul. And then with, you know, the last possession of the game, they call a hand check, right? Like Bradbury is playing the rest of that game based on the fact that they didn't call him for being more physical earlier. And then you call a much lesser transgression with less than two minutes. It just doesn't make sense. Number one, it's not consistent. And number two, the timing of it and the way it makes the players play, it's, it's really problematic. We're talking to Ross Tucker of Westwood One and CBS Sports. I agree with you. It's a great point, and all athletes want is consistency. If you're calling that, then I know that now I can adjust my game. It's when you're not calling it, you're not calling it, you're not calling it for 59 minutes, and then you call it. I have a problem with that. And I mentioned earlier, I had a problem, no helmet-to-helmet call on Devontae Smith when he got hit in the first quarter on the sidelines, knocked him out of bounds. Definitely, you know, helmet to helmet. And they overturned the catch by Devontae Smith, where Mike Pereira said the longer they're waiting, the more that it says it is not conclusive that you overturn that. It just, sometimes it all adds up. Sometimes it doesn't add up at all. I go back to Hertz's fumble. I thought that they were only up 10, and I said only up 10 at, ha- at halftime, and that was going to come back and hurt them. If they were up, no pun intended, 27 to 7, then it's a different game plan probably for Kansas City. The Eagles' defense did not show up. They looked confused. They didn't put pressure on Mahomes. They didn't get a sack on him. I thought the Eagles' defense was the biggest letdown uh, of the night. I would agree, and I would add to that that you know the Eagles needed to be more dominate, dominant up front on both sides of the ball than they were. They, they just weren't. You know, one of the things I think is interesting, I don't believe for a second, Dan – that the NFL wanted the footing to be that poor. That was an embarrassment for the league. I don't know how that happens. I'm not a, you know, I don't know stuff about that. But here's what I do know. As an offensive lineman, really offensive player, but especially offensive lineman, Dan, you love it when the footing's bad. 
because the D linemen can't get off the ball. They they can't get a jump off the snap if the footing's bad. Mm. And by the way, when the receivers are running their routes, you know, the defense has to react to them. So if the NFL wants high-scoring Super Bowls, if they want points to be put up, then by all means, you know, have turf that guys are slipping like that because it's almost impossible to get a pass rush, and it's even very hard to play in the secondary. I mean, there really wasn't good coverage. Hurts threw for 300, could have been more. Patrick Mahomes, I, I hardly even remember any incompletions. It felt like he threw the ball to whoever he wanted wide open almost every time. So I'm not saying the NFL did it on purpose, but part of the reason why the game was higher scoring than many of us anticipated was the footing, in my mind. These two teams moving forward, Kansas City revamped their lineup, their roster, let Tyreek Hill go. Andy Reid says he's staying. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy stays as the offensive coordinator, or maybe goes someplace else for that. But he's 20, you know, Mahomes is 27. Kelsey's a little bit older than what people think, but you know, you you got a pretty good roster. They did a great job in rebuilding that offensive line. I'm looking at DraftKings. They got uh, the Chiefs as the favorites uh, for the Super Bowl next year. What do you make of that lineup? And uh, as we ease into the dynasty word for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, look, as far as I'm concerned, the Chiefs are the Super Bowl favorites for the foreseeable future. I mean, Mahomes is the best player by a decent amount. What Andy Reid did in that second half was masterful. I mean, masterful. Went against tendencies multiple times. I mean, when else do you get? By the way, bad look for the Eagles that they scored on the same exact play to the other side, right? Like, yes. I got the first one with Kadarius Tony. It was a new look. Eagles aren't expecting it. Okay, I got that. But then it was after the punt return, it was third and goal at like the five. They ran the same play to the other side and they burned them for it again. That's bad. Like, this is pro football. This is not like halftime adjustments. This is, hey, they just ran this. They're going to come back to it. They get down there again, be looking for it. Bad look for the Eagles that that happened. But because of Mahomes and because of not only Andy Reid, but Brett Veach, their GM. I mean, to t- the draft he had this year is ridiculous. The amount of contributions they got up and down the draft board, the whole secondary, Pacheco, Karloftis, the Chiefs are the favorites moving forward as far as I'm concerned. Philadelphia is going to be in the mix every year in the NFC, but I don't know that they'll ever have a roster like this again, Dan. I mean, they have a lot of free agents. They're going to pay Hurts between 40 to $50 million a year, and rightfully so. They're not going to be – I mean, Gardner Johnson and Hargrave and Cox and T.J. Edwards and Miles Sanders and Sayamalo, they're not going to be able to keep all these guys. So the Eagles will be in the mix – and they'll be in the mix because Roseman's really good at GM and Hertz can play that well. But I do think the Chiefs should be the favorite. Good to talk to you. And, uh, again, it was great seeing you in Arizona. Thanks for uh, – well, well, we'll be in touch. We'll bother you uh, during the offseason. Anytime you know that, Dan, two things. Number one, congratulations on the granddaughter. That's incredible. And number two, at the meet and greet Monday after I left, while I was waiting for my Uber, there was like 80, 100 people out there, and you guys weren't out there yet? So while I was waiting for my Uber, they all they all wanted me. They all wanted to take self. It was amazing. I'm glad I – it was genius move by me to get out there before you and the Danettes were out there because I was like the first actual person they knew that they saw. 
So I got my three and a half minutes of fame. It was incredible. You were the opening act for us, and thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, buddy. Definitely, definitely. That's uh, Ross Tucker. He's, uh, of course, with Westwood One CBS Sports and been with us all season long. A couple of phone calls in here. Harrison in Arkansas starts us off. Hi, Harrison. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Uh, I just wanted to give you guys a quick call and kind of just talk about the impact uh, the Dan Adson you have on us. Uh, my best friend, Mike, turned me on to the show about four or five years ago, and I haven't stopped listening since. And his father passed away yesterday. And his dad just died, best friend of 40-plus years. And five minutes in, he just says to me, you know, I know this is kind of sick and twisted, but at least we get to join Dan and Polly in the Dead Dads Club. And we just... <laughs> <laughs> we don't want new members, Harrison. There's but, not a drive going on. Yeah, we, we, we don't want new members of the Dead Dad Club. And Fritzy's also in that as well. And Marvin's and dad I, is dead to him. But but no, that's I don't, very I, I don't know if that says more about us or more about you guys. But, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, we're all sick and twisted, but uh, Harrison, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're all joining the club someday. Yeah. Eventually, you join the Dead Dad Club. But uh, now we, we're not seeking new members, by the way. Uh, In the streets? Yeah. Dude's all emotional, choked up. I know. Eddie. I thought it was going to be something really, you know, poignant. He's like, yeah, we thought we, we're joining uh, Dan and uh, Paulie in the Dead Dad Club. When are, are you all going to make those shirts, DDC? Yeah. Dead Dad Club. Wow. Uh, Tony in Delaware. Follow... <laughs> Follow that, Tony. <laughs> well, uh, good morning. Good morning. You know, uh, great, great show. Uh, congrats to the Chiefs, even though I wanted the Eagles to uh, pull it off. But um, I will say uh, I have to agree with you and Ross Tucker. Um, I'm watching the game last night, and I'm like, okay, dude, are you serious? That's not a catch. And then Mike Pure comes on, and he's like, I believe that they're going to overturn this. And, you know, by the bang, by the foul, you know, several, for me, several, you know, bad calls. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that, that one last call, I'm like, okay, for, for the love of God, let these guys play. And my boy calls me up, and he's like, you see that? And I'm like, oh, my Lord. I was like, look, check this out. Uh, Mahomes is a great talent, okay? He's a, a really great talent, but – uh pump the brakes on the goat thing. Me, I'm old school, so I, I, I hear all the stuff, you know, first take, uh, get up, Stephen A. Smith, yourself, you know, Colin Coward. And it's like, um, well, who, who's the goat? Well, what does he have to do? Well, one championship does it for me. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm old school. Uh, it's 11 Super Bowls and eight wins or, or a kiss or goodbye. Getting back to the point of the Super, uh, Super Bowl, um, uh, the one caller, the one, I believe it's Ross Tucker, the other guys you had on there, you know, I, I agree with them. You know, don't make that call. I agree. I agree, Tony. I mean, but you're not calling offensive holding or defensive holding the entire game. And I'm fine with that. But then be consistent. You can't be consistent for 59 and then be inconsistent for 60 seconds. And that that that's what bummed me out about it. It's like, you know, if the Eagles win, great. If Kansas City wins, great. I just don't, because I answer these phone calls, and people think there's a conspiracy theory, or they have it out for certain players or certain teams. And I don't believe that that's the case. And I do understand how difficult that job is. 
But there are certain moments where, unless it's really egregious there, and maybe you say it, it was, in my opinion, I, I can't call that because I haven't called that. Because there was a play earlier in the game that was even worse than that, in my opinion, and they didn't call a penalty. And then you call it there. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back. Good morning, Dan and Dan. It's great to have you back in the man cave, and thanks for taking my call. I've got a best and worst of the weekend. So the worst, of course, that, that holding call in the final minutes of the Super Bowl. I know it didn't cost them but it really didn't make the game watchable at the end. Uh, my best is, is the young girl's reaction to the new scoring King LeBron James sitting next to her when the Lakers played the Warriors. It was a memory of a <laughs> lifetime for her. I think it was Friday night. And the revamped Lakers won as well. So Gus and, Gus and I in L.A., you know, Lakers on the upswing. Um, Dan, real quick, GOAT conversation for Patrick Mahomes. Here's a stat for you. He joins only three players to have multiple MVPs for the NFL season and multiple Super Bowl MVPs. He joins Tom Brady and Joe Montana as the only three players to do that. So I think he's up in that conversation. I think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer already. He's done a lot in his short career. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Mahomes is, you know, he's going to take dead aim at Tom Brady, and rightfully so. You're 27. I don't know how long Andy coaches, but you do have a philosophy there. You know, losing to when Travis Kelsey scored the touchdown to start, you know, the first touchdown, I went, you got to be kidding me. I I have to take him out. I don't understand this philosophy. And, you know, I didn't play football, but I've watched enough where, okay, who I, who's the guy I know who can beat me? Let's not let him have the ball here. If, if Marquez Valdez Scantling beats me, I'm okay with that. Juju Smith Schuster Jr. the third. I'm fine with that too. Not Travis Kelsey, where you go single coverage here. And, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. Play of the day is up next. Every week we talk about our partners at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We invite you to check out their NFT marketplace at PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain. One-of-a-kind digital cards available in packs or at Panini's public auctions on the site. You'll find the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, featuring the official products from the NFL and NBA, UFC, FIFA World Cup, and collegiate sports. Collectors can share your cards in the public gallery, complete challenges, earn exclusive award cards. Panini NFT. NFTs are the place to be for the NFL playoffs in the stretch run of the NBA season. Also, keep an eye out for the Panini NFT platform, unique one-of-a-kind VIP experiences. Select NFT holders who have access to on-the-field experiences. Backstage at the UFC, Panini trading cards. The NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, even one-of-one NFTs. PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety so now i'm coming out with a new podcast unbreakable a mental health podcast with jay glazer where each week while we talk about mental health 
I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! Check this out. Audible called by Patrick Mahomes. Ball will be snapped in the center of the field with McKinnon, the running back. A fast left side, wide open, Sky Moore, touchdown! Kansas City on a pivot route, and Kansas City has a chance now to get up by eight points on a four-yard touchdown pass, Mahomes, to Sky Moore. Chiefs Radio Network, 106.5 The Wolf. Play of the day brought to you by Discover Credit Cards. They do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. The cash back from trips and restaurants all doubled. Seriously. See the terms. Check it out for yourself. Discover.com slash match. Got our poll question. Update the poll results if you can. Seton. I sure will, Dan. Uh, you will remember Super Bowl 57 most for Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, the halftime show or the officiating Right now, it is very close between two things. Okay. The officiating. Yes. Officiating right now is 37% of the vote. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, 42%. Yep. Here is Patrick Mahomes on the Chiefs being counted out. I wouldn't necessarily say we were counted out, but, I mean, there was a lot more critics than there was um, the, the previous years I had been here. And I told him at the beginning of the year, I said, as long as Andy Reid's coaching, uh, we're going to have success as an offense, not trusting the leaders that we have on that defense. And so to go from a team that wasn't, I wouldn't even say majority pick to win the AFC West to, to win the Super Bowl, that speaks to the guys that we have in that locker room. Well, you were picked to the a- AFC West. There were a couple of people who didn't think you were going to win the West or make the playoffs. Most people thought the Bills were going to go to the Super Bowl, but as far as winning your division, uh, revisionist history here. Uh, there were a lot of people who thought Kansas City was going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Mahomes, 14-10 and 10 all-time when facing a deficit of 10 or more points, uh, regular season or postseason. The only quarterback in the Super Bowl era to have a winning record in these games when facing a deficit of at least 10 points 
Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, is the next best. He won 37% of the time. Mahomes won 58% of the time. Yes, Marvin? Stat of the day, stat of the day, here comes that one, stat of the day. We'll get to phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend, as we always do. Gus in L.A. Hi, Gus, what's on your mind today? Good morning, Mr. Patrick. Hope you and the boys had a great weekend. Um... Best of the weekend, really quickly, like my boy Andrew in Washington, my new look Lakers, man, going up to Wa- going up to Golden State, and I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want to hear anybody. Oh, Steph wasn't playing. Neither was LeBron. Pipe down. My new look Lakers are doing good. Worst of the weekend. Look, man, like a reporter's job is to report the story, never become the story. Here we are once again, and I know that the Chiefs were perfect in the second half. I know that the Eagles' defense disappeared in the second half and all that. But what are we still talking about? Still talking about a penalty that shouldn't have been called that was been on display the whole game, and now all of a sudden you want to call it. And that is what was the difference maker to me and to a lot of people. I know that Brad is trying to do the politically correct thing. Hey, yeah, I did tug on him. I did grab him because God knows what the city of Philadelphia would look like if he came out and was like, dude, I didn't grab him. So just the, just a horrible way to end it. Yeah, it was. And uh, and congrats on your Lakers there, Gus. I know it's really important. Yeah, they just won one in a row, Dan. Yeah. They're a dynasty. By the way, Kansas City, the Chiefs remind me, or maybe it's Mahomes who reminds me of Steph Curry. It's like no deficit is too big of a deficit. And there is the, he's now, you know, entered the Tom Brady category of, I wouldn't bet against him. He just has. There's that ability that he has, that confidence he has where you go, somehow, some way, he'll make it work. And you're down by 10. I didn't think it was a big deal to be down by 10 at halftime. If it was 27 to 7, then that was a big deal. But the Eagles defense, and people are looking at the Eagles defense in totality here. In the first half, keep in mind, Kansas City was on the field for seven minutes. It's not like they did a bang-up job there. It was the Eagles offense was their best defense, keeping them off the field. In the second half, Man, did they look confused. And Kansas City had to see a tell. Maybe it's Darius Slay, but when they put somebody in motion and when he left the picture, they took advantage of where he left, and uh, they did a great job with that. I know it'll be on Andy Reid, but Andy Reid after the game said, look, Mahomes, Patrick did a great job. Eric Bieniemy did a great job. And I thought that that was great to hear that from the coach because Eric Bieniemy doesn't get credit. Uh they, you know, the only time we hear about him is, yeah, but he doesn't call the plays. Okay. Does he help design the plays? What's he do as the offensive coordinator? It's like, uh, somebody's got to have that title. Uh, Eric, you're the offensive coordinator. Okay. Feels like he's involved in it a little bit more than he gets credit for. But Mahomes, just, there's that confidence level. And I feel that same way when I watch Steph Curry. It's like somehow, some way, he'll make it happen. Yeah, Mark. Last night, the Chiefs kind of felt like the Warriors, where it was the, whoa, it was us, nobody believed in us. Yeah. I was like, wait, people were waiting for a new story, but we know, we know how great you guys are. So it wasn't this whole thing where nobody believed in you at all. We take them for granted. 
and I said this uh, last year, that Mahomes has gotten into that rarefied air that we just kind of move on past him. Oh, yeah, he's great. We're waiting. But Joe Burrow or Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, now Jalen Hurts. Like, we're just waiting for the next. And that Mahomes has graduated from this. Well, he's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Seaton. Travis Kelsey, after the game, ran up to the Fox. Oh. You, none of you picked us to win. <laughs> none of you picked us. Put some respect on our names. Like, bro, you're one of the greatest tight ends of all time. Patrick Mahomes is being paid a billion dollars. You guys are getting respected in buckets. He made it seem like they were the Detroit Lions. Dude. Easy. Congratulations. Nobody picked us. Troy Aikman's going to join us coming up. We'll see if he picked him. One more item as we close out hour one. We want to thank Mercedes for once again donating the Sprinter van that we gave away. Over 200,000 people entered. The Sprinter van built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road. Take on any goal you want. Help you follow your passions. Reawaken that spirit of adventure. And check all those big, bold, and fun and exciting experiences off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live and work and play out your dreams. They have 16 body types. Your choice of gas or diesel engine. Thousands of ways to customize now available in all-wheel drive a sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to drive your ambitions wherever you want them to take you so when you open up the mercedes-benz sprinter van you're opening up more than just doors you're unlocking potential now's the time to discover what moves you don't wait unlock your potential ask about the 16 body types the choice of gas or diesel engine and thousands of ways to customize it's just starting inside a mercedes-benz sprinter van at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.